and welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. I am your host, Arsenio, and today is the international guest speaking a feature. That's right. Man, first and foremost, you guys are probably going to hear me again say this, but there was a beautiful soul, uh, you guys will hear the mention, at the very beginning, who invited me, and I met other people who I've been trying to, you know, get in touch with so I could up-level myself and get more insight and revelation. Because you guys had such a phenomenal, and you guys listened to the podcast with Mercy, talking about vulnerability, that personal development podcast, probably from about a year ago or a little bit more than a year ago, has hit 1,000 plays. And I know that you guys will absolutely enjoy this one. This one is packed with so much about health, stress, anxiety, uh, uh, environmental pollution that affects the way we, uh, that affects who we are, the toxins inside of our body. Guys, there is so much phenomenal power in this and so many recommendations. So get your notepad. This is almost like a growth day type of thing right here. And so, again, guys, I would like you guys to share it. Let me know what you guys think. Rate me on Apple Podcasts, all those other good things, and I will be waiting for you. So, man, enjoy this beautiful one, and I'll be waiting. People, welcome back. So grateful to have you guys and even more grateful to have this wonderful individual here. First and foremost, I'm going to give a beautiful shout-out to my main woman, Carla Trigo. She's the one that... Uh, allow me to reach out to some amazing coaches out there. And this is what one of my big goals were for this year was to reach out and start connecting with more people, healing people, more wisdom, more experience, a lot more things all together. And here it was. Suzanne was one of the three people who I had reached out to. Me and her, oh my God, the first time I talked to her, we could have talked for two hours. She's got a story. She's got a story that is so relatable to all of you. And we're going to be coming up with some tangible things and some amazing things that you guys are going to be able to grow from in terms of what are the, you know, in terms of the things that you may be going through. So Suzanne from Ireland, thank you so much. How are you doing today? I am amazing today. Thank you so much. How could I not be in your presence? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's crazy. The first time I talked to you last time, you were like very, you're very timid. You're like, okay, okay. But after 10 minutes, it was like, ah. So that's one of the things that, you know, we're going to be discussing, overcoming fears and whatnot. But hey, you start where you would like to in regards to your journey. And we're going to go on this journey with you together. Perfect. Okay. So I suppose, um, my pharmacy background started so kind of serious i wanted to help people and my my father retired early and when i was only 17 he was 57 very early retirement due to ill health yeah so um it was at that point when i was trying to choose my career what way would i go and i always had you know something about health and so i wanted to help other people not go through what my poor dad went through um because he literally had poor health problems the time he retired he worked all his life and never got to enjoy his retirement which is quite sad and that's something i want to help other people look we get to work until whatever age and then we get to enjoy ourselves but actually i say we get to enjoy ourselves from now so let's let's make health a part of our life and make ourselves happy at the same time um, so I suppose I went on to study in England and um, came back to Ireland, worked um, worked in many different places. I'm a, a Sagittarius, I like to move around. <laughs> um, oh. And um, I noticed though that like my customers were coming in every month, um, their prescriptions were getting longer, weren't really getting any better, even if they were on lots of medications, side effects meant more medication. And I kind of had a thought, you know, maybe there's more to health than, um, the, the, you know, the, the, the mainstream. So um, my sister was studying naturopathic nutrition. And I said, here, I'll jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> and I did a course. And what I learned in that nine months changed the next, well, from then on till now, which was a good 10 years ago. Um, yeah. So, you know, I really understood that having toxins in your system um, and having nutritional deficiencies affects your health and, you know, treating them with drugs. Don't get me wrong. Drugs work a lot of the time, but not for chronic conditions in most cases. Um, so we're, we're treating the wrong thing. We're not treating the root cause. We're treating the symptoms. Um, so, yeah. So I suppose from there on, um, I, I, you know, I had to try and treat myself as well. I was affected with a couple of different conditions and um, chronic fatigue being one. 
and it was a mystery until I suppose last year what the cause of that was. Um, but uh, you know, it was a case where like my mother was saying, you know, you're not as strong as your sister was, or I've had a comment from an ex-boyfriend, thankfully he's an ex, uh, you're the laziest person I know, <laughs> not very nice. Um, mm. But yeah, so there was something holding me back and I didn't know what it was. Um, and I discovered that last year, what the true cause of my issues were. It was affecting me quite badly. Um, but because I didn't know what it was, I just carried on and I just just did the best I could. Um, but yeah, so I studied um, health coaching from a kind of holistic uh, perspective about three years ago. Um, I decided I wasn't happy in the job that I was in. I was a pharmacy inspector in Ireland here. Um, to be honest with you, I'd rather be somebody that comes into the pharmacy that they want to see <laughs> rather than an inspector with a clipboard that they don't want to see. So um, I left that job because I wanted to um, use my newfound knowledge on nutrition, on holistic health to ensure that I suppose people are not suffering from fatigue, they're not suffering from emotional eating, that they don't suffer from anxiety, gut health. Um, so those are my areas of expertise at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that's where I am now, helping people with those issues. <sighs> oh my God, <laughs> such a story, you know, and again, I think the main, the, the, like the main thing in regards to your story is like covering the surface and not looking at what's below it. It's kind of like when you build a house, right? Sometimes you have to look beyond the walls. You have to look beyond the mainframe to discover that, oh my God, if we don't change this, this house is going to cripple. It's just like the human body. It's just like the human psyche. You know, a lot of people who become famous, they end up killing themselves. So they end up losing all their money. Why? Because they still had past experiences and they only knew what they knew from back in the day so they took that along with them and regardless of the money you still have your old self with you so if you do grow into that that's a completely different story but when it comes to people just saying oh i want all the money in the world oh, oh believe me you don't because in one year you're gonna blow all that money you're not ready for that money. And if you are ready for that money, how are you going to help other people and be of service? So root cause, root cause. And I love the analogy. I kind of forgot it. I don't know if it was a boat because I still got this boat analogy on my conscious mind and it's about the subconscious mind, but that's not what you were saying. So give us that analogy real quick and we're going to start picking this apart. Sure. So it's a fish tank. So you're close with water. <laughs> um, so... If, if you can imagine a little, you know, the fishbowl and a little fish swimming around, but the water is dirty and the fish is sick. And the analogy is, what do you do to help the fish? Do you give the fish antibiotics and painkillers or do you clean out the tank and give them fresh food and water? Um, and the, the, it is about cleaning out the tank and giving them fresh food and water. So basically it is about toxic um, the, the toxic elements in us we are exposed to so many toxins from years ago that are still around to now and it's it's what we call endotoxins is what we produce inside us and exotoxins are what's in the environment from perfumes to pesticides to car fumes to and they're just get, we're getting more and more and more and more and more and we're being bombarded yeah yes. so if we can help our system clear that out we kind of create a weight lifted off us. And our livers um, are like our workhorses um, and they do the best that they can to keep us as healthy as we can. But when they're overloaded, what they do is they like to put a layer of fat on us so that they can stick those toxins way into the layer of fat so that they don't affect us, right? So, you know, when you get a layer of fat on, Sometimes you think, oh, your body is going against you, but it actually, it is helping you until you get to the point where you have enough nutrition in the system to start dealing with those toxins. And when you massively increase your nutrition um, and look after your liver, that's when those toxins start getting released and that's when the fat gets released. So that fat that's there due to toxicity is not easily um, taken away with, with, you know, restricted eating and um and exercise yeah 
so if we look at EXO, oh, what is it? EXO and INTO. No, X, X, forget it. External and internal. <laughs> okay, so let's tackle external. So we know a lot about functional medicine. And for those people who do not know about this, Dr. Mark Hyman, uh, check him out. He's on YouTube. He's done presentations at A-Fest with Mind Valley, you know, uh, several years back. But he was in China, okay? And while he was there, his immunity and everything, his health deteriorated. And then I guess he ended up doing a lot of research about, okay, what exactly, you know, what's wrong with my body? And he started going into the functional medicine. So he looked at, I, don't, I forgot what it's called, but let's just say your entire biome. I don't know if that's, I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but then he realized that he had a ridiculous amount of mercury poisoning. And this comes from the, 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 the ridiculous amounts of pollution at that time that obviously the majority of Chinese people were, you know, were suffering from, and that was in the atmosphere. So I could give you an example. Now, the first time in my life, two years ago, I got the flu. I never had the flu before in my life. Right. And I asked myself, and I kept getting sick throughout the year for three years prior. And I'm like, dude, what is going on? This is so weird. Why do I keep getting sick? Is something wrong with my body? I started questioning myself. It wasn't until when I started, of course, the pollution is very heavy out here in Thailand during the dry season, meaning winter. Right now, there's all kind of wind. But the thing is, there's a lot of pollution here. And I don't know what that does or what that had done to me. But to be honest with you, when I started wearing masks, I haven't been sick in two years. That's the longest ever. Not even a small respiratory, the runny nose. You could say because I'm more pedantic with obviously, you know, COVID being out there and whatnot. But when we look at external, we look at smog, we look at perfumes. What are some of these things? What, what do they do to us? And what can we do to begin to like limit whatever it may be? Or what did you do? Because I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Ireland, I'm guessing pollution should be pretty low. But again, you mentioned a couple of things. So yeah. Mercury that you brought that up is interesting. Mercury, we can get mercury from dental treatment, um, the, the silver fillings, and also we can get mercury from eating a lot of tuna. Um, the bigger the fish, the more mercury you can get. Um, so I always recommend the smaller fish, um, like salmon, organic if you can get, or wild caught, organic, um, or you know, herring, sardines, mackerel and stay away from the, the bigger fish like swordfish and, mac and tuna um, because of the mercury content. Yeah, the bigger the fish, the more pollution because they've lived the longest, basically. You're right about um, air pollution. Um, I don't know the years now because you put me on the spot, but um, when Ireland switched from uh, coal to smokeless fuel, the rates of asthma dropped dramatically, pretty much very, very low. Um, so yeah, and my sister now lives in Poland, which is quite um, a heavily polluted country as well. And she has air filters on the house and when they take them off, they're completely black. Um, yeah, so it's quite, black. quite interesting. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, yeah, so I mean, we're, we're breathing it in, our livers have to deal with it. Um, and it just, any, any, any toxins that are in the body have to be dealt with um, and they're constantly um, we're constantly getting them. Um, and I suppose the best thing we can do is, you know, try and eat clean and maintain, you know, clean food, um, clean air, try to reduce the amount of toxins coming into the house by like perfumes, air fresheners, and have a look at the ingredients in your personal care products, your washing powder, your um, cleaning products, and try and go back to the way we were in the old days when we used lemon juice and vinegar for cleaning. Um, not easy, one step at a time. I wouldn't expect anyone to do a full makeover in a day, but just start replacing things when you run out of them. Um, we'll try and reduce the, pop or the pollution in the world bit by bit would be great, yeah. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, I heard this on Brent, uh, Brendan Bouchard's podcast, a lot of people are completely unaware of their health and how it's deteriorating. And some people are like, well, I haven't left the house and I feel sick. And people are completely oblivious to mold. Like, I had no idea until one of my friends came over. She's like, uh, do you see what's above the, the door in your bathroom? And I looked up and I'm like, what's the little, little black smudges? She's like, that's mold. And it freaked me out. 
I was like, oh, hell no, mold. Oh, I'm the dirtiest motherfucker. Oh, my God, I'm the dirtiest mother. I started freaking out. And honestly, mold could be in your walls, too, and you don't even know. So I don't know, whatever country anyone lives out there, there are people that you can hire to detect mold in your house. If you feel that you are consistently getting sick or you wake up with a runny nose or you do this or do that, that means something in your air. Oh, a lot of people in in America, they have central air. So how the hell can you clean it out? If you live in an apartment complex, they might clean it out one to every five years. Me, I'm lucky because I have, you know, the little airs that they stick in, you know, individual rooms. And so I call Samsung or Mitsubishi, they come over and they clean it for me. And you have no idea when they pull that filter out. Oh, I said, was I breathing that? And I, oh man, you have no idea. So, and saying that, you guys now know what to do. Now, going into the whole health side of it. So it's been very rewarding for me, especially because obviously I had told you about my tinnitus. You have tinnitus in your left ear, uh, I believe. And I realized, you know, when I was, when I went to the doctor, he's like, oh, your ear, your ear, your ear. I'm like, dude, my ear is good though. The, the, the ring is coming from inside my head. Okay, it's not coming from my ear. So he gave me some medication. It reduced it probably three on a scale of one through 10. It reduced it by about three points at whatever stage that was at, maybe about six. Uh, But then I got herbs and natural herbs. And so chamomile was one of them. And when I had chamomile, I was like, oh my God. Okay, well, I found this through a video and he mentioned oat straw, skullcap. Kamomai, ashwagandha, uh, a few others. Green tea is a big one too. Um, lime flower, uh, oat flower. Uh, there was oh, there was another one. And these combinations, oh my God, I've been getting a lot of messages on my Instagram now. And people are like, oh my God, thank you so much. My, the ear is gone. The regan is gone. Oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, this happened. These things and herbal plants that are placed on this planet are here to help us. But we always traditionally and have ever always turned to medicine, such as, you know, going to the pharmacy. So you could speak from those perspectives. So in terms of you, I want to first talk about the medical mask. And you're like, okay, covering the symptoms, but not the root cause. Give us an example from your personal life where you did, like you were taking medicine and it was just all surface level, but it wasn't getting down to the needy greedy subsurface level. What were some of those things? So, yeah, I suppose for hormonal... Um, okay, so I'll go back to the mold that you were talking about. Um, yep. and there's a lot there you're talking about. So um, I know, I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I say so much. <laughs> so first, I'll just address a few things and I'll come back to your question, uh, which I might need to ask you again what the question was. But anyway, um, <laughs> the mold... The mold is an interesting one. And with COVID, a lot of us are working from home and we don't realize, and we're not getting outside as much as we would have. Like my husband uh, used to walk 40 minutes to work and back again, that was his ex, well, he used to, you know, but he, he got fresh air twice a day. Now he's just in the room all day long, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So there's definitely, as you say, if, 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 if we're within a house that has an issue, we are breathing in more of that. Um, and then I suppose last year when I mentioned that I, I was trying to get to the bottom of my own issues, chronic fatigue and that, um, I did go to functional medicine doctor and we did find out that I had um, mycotoxins, which is the, to- the toxic products that mold produce. And I think it's about 25% of people can to- uh, cannot tolerate those. So 75% of people can live in a moldy house and be fine. 25% of people it affects them ridiculously bad. And what happens, they circulate in the system, your immune system doesn't recognize them, and they just keep circulating, affecting your liver and affecting um, um, pretty much a lot of your body systems. So it causes autoimmune conditions. So for me, it caused an autoimmune ovarian issue, which meant that my hormone levels were all over the place and I could never figure out why. So the doctors were medicating me for that, but without trying to figure out what, what the cause was. And it was only last year um, when I got to a stage after being sick at the end of March, I had a virus, it wasn't COVID, but I had a post-viral illness because of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Um, and that led me to go down the functional medicine route. I was sick of looking after myself. I was only getting so far. Excuse me, I need some water. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I got to the stage where everything I was doing was right, but there was something missing underneath. There was something underlying that I couldn't figure out myself. And that's the point where I say, do you know what? Package yourself up, hand yourself over to somebody else and let them fix figure it out and that's what I do for other people but it was something I had to do for myself um, and yes we did all the tests we did all the treatment um, and it was mold toxicity for me which was causing huge amount of problems <clears throat> so treatment was you know some medicines because it's you know sometimes they're needed um, some supplements and some IV treatments um, I even got an IV treatment yesterday because I got a bit of a flare-up again last week um, so expensive, but effective is what I say. And we've got to the bottom of it. And I'm just thinking if it had escalated, I would be going to endocrinologists. I'd be going to, you know, cause anxiety was there. You'd be going to doctors about issues with mental health, maybe issues with nerves. You know, I had aches and pains all over. Do you know what I mean? You can see how in, in, um, in our, you know, medicine world, everything is separate and you go to a different doctor for different things, but there's nobody there to put it all together. Um, and that's where holistic comes in. That if you can find out the true cause, you can see that it affects your thyroid, it affects your kidneys, it affects your liver. Do you know what I mean? You can put it all together in that way. So did I answer your question <laughs> in a roundabout way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah. A, a, a lot of people are probably like, okay, so I've heard the term, holistic and obviously you know that's when holistic comes in is when all these things okay you get this you get this you get this but it's not all together and whatnot um and remember last time i had talked to you i told you that i love the fact that you know you had the experiences yourself and then now you're going out and helping people and whatnot so if you look at anxiety and all the other things um that you had experienced taking away the medicine and putting in food um what has it been like since obviously you know COVID and you going through the big you know illness last year that you were telling me about if i'm not mistaken like what did you start doing like on an individual basis did you like do a full out assessment of your life and say you know what okay wait that like over here, like on the windowsill, I'm like dust, bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, different things like, okay, this smell, bad. Visual clutter, bad. All these things contribute to anything and anxiety and maybe depression, so many different things. So what was that audit like? Like, were, were you like, okay, to hell with pharmacy, okay? Although that probably came a little bit further back. And then you started saying, I need to do this. I'm going to start doing this. I came across this person and it just seemed like everything started lining up. So, yeah. Well, the first step was getting my health back. So your health is your wealth. Um, and, you know, if you, because you, if that's what I want to do for other people is give people energy, give people their health back so they can do what they want to do in their life. So what I wanted to do in my life is help other people get their energy back, skyrocket their energy levels, you know, fix their gut which which always seems to be an issue with lots of illness like all illnesses start in the gut that the mold was affecting my gut function too so i want to help people do what they want to do with their lives but of course i had to do it myself first so um yeah you're right so i fixed my health um and then i'm a i suppose a little messy enough person tidy decluttering decluttering not only takes you know weight off what's around you it also takes weight off your mind and funny enough, I told you the last time that the um, first time I did a podcast, I was lying on the floor, hyperventilating with anxiety. Yeah, but I'm okay them. today. <laughs> okay, so, tell them, tell them, tell them, walk us through that because a lot of people, that's the speaking engagement part of it. So you knowing that, okay, I know there was an author that said, write down your 10 stories of your life. And a lot of them are going to be negative, but this is what's going to formulate that into that storytelling. So you, especially you, Suzanne, you could go through all those, write those 10 stories and start, you know, developing that. But you have always been nervous with getting on camera. You had a panic attack. So how did you end up overcoming that type of anxiety too? 
Breathing, breathing helps. Yeah, so there's a technique I use. Well, it's, it's not my technique, but I've learned it and, and I recommend it. It's the four, seven, eight breathing technique. You breathe in for four, count to four. You hold for a count of seven. And you breathe out for a count of eight. What that does is it, it calms down your, your sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. And if you, if you can breathe from your diaphragm, if you can breathe from your belly, it just slows everything down. Um, and that's a great way of getting to sleep if you're nervous in the evening time, or not nervous, but if, you're, if you can't sleep, if there's thoughts going on in your head all the time, just even taking your mind off that and onto counting and breathing, that really, really can help. So lying on the floor, hyperventilating, um, and it was only a practice call. It wasn't even the full call. I mean, my nerves, <laughs> my nerves are like ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I just, I just got up and did it. I suppose that's, you know, got up off the floor and answered the phone call, you know? Um, but yeah, so my fears are heights. I think I told you about that and, and public speaking, but little by little being putting myself out there doing lives and going to speaker school, doing talks. I, um, and, and just little by little stretching yourself a little bit at a time will get you there. Um, in the end um, and it's always good like they do say that like life begins at the end of your comfort zone and I know it's a cliche but it's absolutely true it is so true like the, the buzz you get after you do something that you've been afraid to do and there's also the one thing you need to do is the one thing you're afraid of doing as well so once you you, you make that leap of faith miracles happen um, that, that's what's happened for me for sure yeah yeah, so when you look at that, it's like different versions, right? So if I talk, we have different versions of ourselves. And I was listening to Glow Autonomo, I believe her name is. Uh, I tagged her in some of my uh, Instagram stories because she's just phenomenal. What a ray, just a, a beam of a ray of beauty, you know? And she was talking about we have different versions of ourselves and the experience, right? Because a book, it has perception, right? but experience has wisdom, but we're often afraid to take those steps because of obviously anxiety. So one of those steps for me back in the day was big crowds. So I'm from Vegas, 2 million people, right? But I don't live on the strip. A lot of people would believe that I live where all the big ass casinos are, but that's not the case. But anytime I went there, I felt like a speck. I felt like I felt so anxious. I hated being where there were a lot of people. And to be honest with you, the strip was nowhere near on the scale of Melbourne, Australia, Sydney, Australia, and Bangkok, Thailand, right? And so uh, I, I didn't know this, but now that you had brought it up, I'm like, okay. So if I look at what I developed into, and I remember going to Melbourne for the first time, Sydney, not too bad. If I go with friends, I'm a little bit better. If I go alone, I have a lot of anxiety because I just feel like, I feel like nothing for some reason. So when I went to Melbourne the first time, I, I remember going to Great Ocean Road, beautiful time with some good friends out there, right? And that was about 11 years ago, but we, we were driving back to the city and I saw the city, I felt that anxiety build back up. Like, oh no, I don't feel like it. And it felt like I didn't have friends. It felt like I was, again, just minute and something so massive. But then when I lived there and got outside my comfort zone, I ended up blending in and just becoming it. I was able to run down the street and run to the gym. I had no problems living there anymore. So when I took that step and said, you know what? I feel so uncomfortable. I feel so uncomfortable in Melbourne, Australia to hell with it. I'm going to live here. And when I said that and I set the intent and I moved there, that's when all these barriers started come started to they came crashing down. So, like you said, like you know, stepping outside that comfort zone, I had no idea that I was gonna do it, but it was like someone on the other end that was like, "Come on, you can do it! Come on, you can do it!" I'm like, "Okay, to hell with it!" And I dove, and you know, sometimes we dive and we feel like it's like a one thousand meter deep ocean, but it's only like a meter deep because our perception is telling us something totally different from what it actually is. So um, yeah, being able to like stress, you know, and, and what I wanna ask you though, Suzanne, is antidepressants, 
it's a medical mask, right? Again, you said that, you know, med- different medicine does work for different people, et cetera, et cetera. But holistically speaking, like when it comes to depression and we've all been there, we've all done that. I think a lot of people would want to know exactly how you were able to overcome depression at a specific state, just like me, because I realized one of the podcasts on this specific podcast had a thousand plays and she was talking and she peeled all her labels back and she talked about overcoming depression. So like, what are some of the things without the medicine, antidepressants, that was just, that's just a mask and that's you contributing to big pharma. What did you do? Have you ever been in a situation where you said, okay, environmentally speaking, or health speaking, what did you do to take the steps to combat that? So I suppose I, in 2019, I suffered a miscarriage and I was very, very, very depressed after that. But I didn't realize I was depressed. I was just very down. Um, I was never clinical as in, I was never diagnosed, but I am going to put a little disclaimer in here for this conversation. If you are depressed, please get it, you know, please get help. And once you get the diagnosis and, you know, you can come on and come off medication if you want to. You can then like, um, you know, for safety reasons, I have to kind of say that, you know what I mean? But um, what are the techniques? The best technique for depression is meditation. Um, going within um, and realizing that, you know, there's more out there, you know. A lot of the time, our, when you were talking about the comfort zone, our comfort zone is our nervous system keeping us safe. So from when we were young, something might have happened in our childhood that made us make a snap decision at that point that this is never going to happen again. Like maybe, um, maybe, you know, a parent left or something like that. And then you go on to believe that everybody's going to leave you and and that affects your relationships from, from then on. But that's just your nervous system keeping you safe. But there's a whole other side to us that we tap into when we um, meditate. And it is pure pure I suppose I'm going to say another cliche word and say pure love what it really really is it's that connection to another source um where everything is well um and if you're suffering from you know low mood or um low mood or anxiety well um meditation is where you need to go and there's very very different types of meditation whether it's mindfulness whether it's walking whether it's looking at art or drawing or you know anything that puts you in the flow of and takes you out of all these other problems that um that weigh you down um but yeah meditation's been my life lifesaver for sure gratitude is another practice even when you feel you've nothing to be grateful for the fact that you're you know had a comfy bed to sleep in that you you know, that you're, you, you wake up in the morning, that the sun is shining, that you can get outdoors. That, um, and the great outdoors is, is so therapeutic as well. I'm so lucky I live in Ireland. Um, yes. You know, green fields. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> green fields. I'm in Thailand, but still. <laughs> yeah. The, the seaside as well. I've recently started sea swimming and it's freezing. But um, oh. what, what, you know, I, I'm very big into cold water. It all activates your vagus nerve, which is the nerve that goes from your brain to your gut. And that's where you get kind of gut feelings from. Um, And when you can, what we call tone that vagus nerve, that's when we get relief from signs of anxiety and that. And ways of of doing that is, I said, cold water, meditation, mindfulness, humming. Uh, Your vagus nerve is behind your throat. So that's why they do the um in um. Um, yeah, I just heard that too. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so glad you, oh my God. Okay. It's amazing how you just brought that up. I just practiced that for like two days ago. It was a YouTube video. Meditative Mind is the YouTube channel. Um, and I hear, I heard him before and he's like, um, and there were different tones and I'm like, okay, this is weird, but I tried it and then I'm like, well, that, well, that was interesting. I tried it one time for like 10 minutes. I was like, well, that was just, that was a unique experience. So what is that about again? That is because your vagus nerve, it kind of goes from your brain. It goes through all your different organs and, and ends in your gut. It goes behind your throat. So if you hum, or if, if uh, a friend of mine who's um, a meditation teacher, she teaches kids as well. So for kids, it's a buzzy bee. Bzz. 
So it's anything that vibrates your vocal cords, that, that, that tones your nerve behind that um, and that calms you down. Yeah. So what is other ways of doing that? Craniosacral therapy is another one as well. Um, I'm just about to start exploring that. Uh, it's just been recommended to me, so I will get back to you on that one. But that's another way of any way at all that we can calm our nervous system down will relieve stress, will relieve anxiety. Um, and it's stress in the world at the moment. Oh my God. What are we living in and out for the last 15 months? Oh. It's just a, like a heavy cloud on top of us. And um, anything we can do to help relieve the extra stress. I mean, life is tough enough as it is without adding that to it. Um, so I'm all about stress relief. Um, and, doing, and I work with people to figure out what the best stress relief for them is. So there's no point in me telling you do meditation if you're like, absolutely no way. Well, well I'll work with you to find what, what does work for you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but meditation for sure. And I like the mantra meditation, which is, um, which is if you listen to Deepak Chopra, he, um, he does a mantra. Um, and the one I like is so hum. It's Sanskrit, Sanskrit. And it means, it just means I am. And you just repeat it over and over and over. And eventually your mind just, just takes off in a different direction. And it's so relaxing. It's really, really nice. Yeah. So that's my top Deepak tips. Chopra. See there, I love it. I love it. Deepak Chopra. I got myself a mantra too. Uh, it's from, I believe, one of Brendan Bouchard's books. I'm going to be picking up a couple other because obviously I told you before that I'm going to be heading into that high performance uh, coaching uh, route because I believe that this is, it doesn't get any better. Now, transformation coaching is what I want to do too, because that's the root cause. Got to get to the root cause. And that's what, that's the next question I'm going to ask you. But um, in terms of limiting beliefs, so I don't want to forget my thought. Okay. So uh, yeah. So we look at, um, what is it? The stimulation of the immune system. And you said, you know, cold water. Now, wait, is Ireland, are you guys Pacific or Arctic? You guys aren't that close to the Arctic, right? Okay, no, you be cold. dead. You be dead as hell. Okay, I was about to say, you jump in the Arctic, there's gonna be some no, dead people, no, and it's no, way no, too the cold. West, <laughs> the west, the west coast is the Atlantic, and the east coast between England, like I, in Dublin, uh, and east Atlantic, coast, so there the Irish Sea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Atlantic. My bad. Yeah, I said Atlantic. So, say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is. Uh, I think we swam last week, and it was nine point five degrees Celsius. So I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's cold. <laughs> Not me either. I forgot about Fahrenheit already too. But yeah, it's cold. You said it's cold. <laughs> but Tony Robbins, I remember when I used to follow him about five years ago, he would go into hot water and then jump into cold water. And I, I, I don't know. There were like three things that he labeled in terms of what that does. And that's called like morning prime. So whatever gets you going in the morning and bring that brings that joy and you could set that intention of what can I be grateful for in the morning do that you know so I speak the mantra out loud I speak my goals out loud before that I listen to Michael Bernard Beckwith through meditation after that sometimes I want to get on a podcast so I just want to go put myself through pain and run down the street doing a nice little running jog thing um whatever can get you up there in the morning like you know another goal i had written down was um oh i forgot what it was uh no five hours of no news in the morning like in the first five hours whenever i wake up if it's 4 35 i can't watch i can't look at the news until after 10 i need to protect my well-being the world could be burning meteors coming biblical armageddon don't give a damn you know what i mean i need to protect my well-being and so that's something that a lot of people have to do too. So limiting beliefs, give us a limiting belief that like me last year, didn't know, but it was abandonment. Where did it come from? My father, he left me. I didn't know it was affecting me, but on a subconscious level, it was. That emulated to pain. Where does the pain come from? My mother doesn't really want to speak to me anymore. Um, now I'm obviously fine with that because the forgiveness was the huge one, right? Um, but it was abandonment too. So when I was able to d get rid of those limited beliefs, it was the most freeing thing. I didn't even know how to do it. I, I, I labeled it. I saw what it was. And then I said, how I am open to resolving this. Help me. I asked the divine source wisdom, whatever it is out there. And within two days, I don't know how it happened. But my sister was on my Facebook, 
And then she deleted me off my Facebook. And for some reason, when she deleted me, it felt like that that was the juncture that I have no reason to prove to anyone anymore. We don't have to put a front. If you believe that that was the best decision for you, I wish you the best in all your future endeavors because we hadn't been talking for the, like the previous eight years anyways. So let's just call it for what it is. I just want to wish you the best and I'm sending positive vibes your way. I felt everything, all that, whatever limited beliefs and all those negative feelings I had with that, it just blew up and it was just gone. And it was a new me. And it was the most beautiful feeling, man. So limited belief with you, what was one thing that you overcame and it ended up like kind of changing your life, you know, life or whatever it may be, or maybe you're doing something right now, you know? Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to go back to the childhood again because, um, and it's not our parents' fault, really. It's the way we take on what, what's said to us. So I had a little accident when I was seven, I think, on my bike. I crashed it into a tree. I'd love if that was on video now, but anyway, <laughs> I'm sure it would have been funny. But my sister dragged me and the bike, I would see her half knocked out, back home to my mother. And she just started giving out to me about oh, your new bike and this, that and the other. And, you know, crash the bike. And I'm just like, what about me? You know, so from then on, you know, it was kind of like, don't disappoint. Just don't do that anymore. Um, or, you know, a lot of us have the I am enough. I'm not, I'm not enough. We often feel we're just not good enough. So you can drink, bring that with us uh, along the way. But I did have a conversation with my mother um, a couple of years ago about, you know, that, that sort of thing. And we resolved the situation. And she, there was nothing on her part whatsoever. She was just like, of course, I love you. I was just, you know, we just spent a fortune on the back and you crashed it, you know. Um, so <clears throat> that did relieve, that did relieve um, a lot. You know, you just, it's nearly like a weight. It's the conversations we really need to have with the people that are closest to us about stuff that is, you know, we are so scared to do it. But they always tend to work out very very well and it's just a weight off your shoulder you can actually nearly feel it in your stomach you don't have that pit in, pit in your stomach and it's you know we feel a lot in our stomach um, and when we resolve these things they're gone and we feel as light as a feather we can even lose weight and and all sorts from from relieving emotional issues um, the amount of emotional issues that impact our daily um, our daily lives now when they may have happened 30 years ago is unbelievable. You know, emotional eating is, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I could give anybody a, a diet sheet and say, here, eat this and you'll lose weight. But until we lose the weight of whatever these emotional issues are, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, change our habits, change, change the trajectory of our life from now on, you know? So it's, um, it's an interesting topic you brought up, yeah. And once, once we believe that we're enough, that we're worthy, that we, we, you know, we're, we're, we deserve what, whatever it is we want. A lot of, and particularly women feel like we don't deserve. And we often put ourselves last, particularly mothers, um, put themselves before their family and their husbands. When, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. I stole that phrase from somebody. I don't know who it is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we can't, we can't, you know, you have to fill your own cup up for first and then let it overflow um, when it comes to looking after other people. So, you know, you need to keep your, your health up, your self-care up, and then you can do what it is you want to do in the world, whether that be charity or, you know, helping other people or, um, but we have to help ourselves first. It's the analogy of putting the mask on you before you put the mask on somebody else on the plane. Mm, if the plane is going down you put that oxygen on your face first you know that's that that was something i heard from eric thomas um wow thank you so much for sharing that i'm gonna give you one last one just so you could just give a nice little introduction into it uh but gut health okay we're gonna switch focus just a little bit a lot of people are unaware of gut health which is obviously you know it's a culmination of a lot of things but guess what it makes up over 50 percent of our immune system and a lot of people realize that you know, especially during COVID, unfortunately, almost more than a half a million people had died out there in America. And they said statistically, more than 90% of them were obese. And it's because your body's already inflamed. So when you get a virus that become, makes you even more inflamed, you're double inflamed, you can't fight it off, your immune system completely collapses, and that's it, you're intubated. And unfortunately, that could be it for you. And so when we look at gut health, 
we're complete. I'm telling you, I'm lucky that I live in Thailand. The food out here, it does, it, it's extremely organic. You know, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Okay, I got to get my skin game up. I'm going to start getting my skin game up. But um, in America, it's not really like that. So when we talk about gut, gut health in general, give us an introduction and a couple of things that people can do in whatever country where you're being listened to and like in woo, like 50 to 100 countries, you know? And so what can they do on a routine basis or what can they eat or what would you start recommending people to do? So I'll let you take it away. Okay, so I will just, first of all, just introduce this um, and, and an organ that we may not know we have called the microbiome, which is, um, an or, you know, it's about three pounds worth of a little rainforest within you. It's an ecosystem of microorganisms like bacteria, viruses, or just a whole load of fungi, lots of stuff, but they all live in harmony with each other and in harmony with us if we feed them the right um, if we feed them what they want to be fed. So when we eat, we really need to think about, we're not just feeding us, we're feeding them as well. And a lot of the time they are the ones that help you or make you crave food. So if you're eating a lot of sugar and you're feeding what we call the bad bacteria, I'm gonna make it very simple. The bad bacteria, they like it, they grow, they are cause a lot of inflammation, as you said, they cause body inflammation, but they start, making you crave more sugar because they want to be fed so it's not willpower it's, it, you're literally being driven from your gut i want i want sugar and it's not you saying oh my god what is wrong with me so what we need to do to feed these gut bugs is fiber and there's um, an, an epidemic of of fiber we're not eating enough fiber at all for our gut. Um, so we need to eat between about 25 and 35 grams of fiber a day. And I'm not just talking about the, 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 you know, the orange sachets your grandmother might have taken for constipation. I'm talking about living foods like fruits, vegetables, um, nuts, seeds, grains, um, as long as they're gluten-free grains, um, and legumes. Legumes would be like beans, chickpeas. They're the best sources of fiber for our gut. However, the only problem is a lot of us have an unbalanced gut and can't handle legumes. So it's, it, it would be a process of eliminating them until you get your, you know, your gut bugs back to the, the way that they can take them in again. So a lot of people with IBS can't handle garlic. They can't handle onions. They can't handle legumes. Um, but these are the best sources of fiber for your gut. Um, so if I work with somebody with IBS, we'll, we'll, we'll work to get your gut up to a level where they can accept them again. So the American Gut, gut Project um, have a recommendation that we need to eat 30, 30 different types of plants a week. So get your not, notepad out and write down the fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains that you like and start implementing them into your weekly, um, your weekly meal plan. Um, so what that does is it feeds the gut bacteria the fiber that they like and they reward you for feeding them by producing what we call postbiotics um, and these are chemicals that have effects on your mental health so they can help produce serotonin which is your happy hormone your mental health they reduce inflammation when you're not inflamed you're, you reduce illness um, they help with your metabolism um, you have the right gut bugs in there that can make the difference between whether you put on weight or whether you don't put on weight. Um, and a lot of this is not in mainstream weight loss. So you look after your gut right, it'll look after you. It'll produce the chemicals you need to keep you healthy. So, so when you ask me what's the number one thing we can do is increase the amount of fiber. And how do we do that? By increasing the amount of fruit, veg, and nuts, seeds, and grains, and legumes if you can tolerate them that we can eat um, on, on a weekly basis and make it fun. Like literally, like I have a smoothie in the morning. I'm like, how many ingredients can I get in here? And I can get nearly 10 in, into a smoothie in the morning. Um, and if you can make it a game with your kids, you know, each meal you have, how many vegetables can you get in? How many fruits, you know? Um, I, fruit is one that we do try and limit a little bit um, until if it's weight, if, you know, if it's, if it's weight loss you're looking for, I would say no more than two or three portions of fruit just because it contains fructose which can impact the liver a little bit but I would always say fruit over anything else you know what I mean but um definitely vegetables um nuts seeds grains um and legumes for your gut health and it will I promise you you feel the difference and the weight just tends to just go 
um, I did a health coaching session with a friend of mine um, before I, I started health coaching myself, just to see what the what it was like. And her advice to me was what I advise other people: try and implement five vegetables per meal. Um, when I did that, I thought she was crazy at first, but it's you know when you think about it, it you know you can make an omelet in the morning with five you know spinach, on, onions, mushrooms, courgette. Um, you can make smoothies with lots of vegetables. You can make a stir fry. You can do roast vegetables. You can make soups. You know, it's 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 doable. Um, but within those three weeks, I'd lost seven pounds by not really changing much else. So, um, and that was just by feeding my gut what it needed. So, if we start looking after our gut, as I say, it will look after us. There it is. I'm so glad that you said that, man, because every time you kept talking about veggies, you know, out here in Thailand, again, very grateful to be here. If you go to a restaurant and, you know, you order a number of dishes, what they bring is a pretty big plate of green beans, cucumbers, about five different veggies, about four different plants, basil, spicy bit. All these different fresh vegetables, no spray, mm -mm, right from the backyard too. And they put it right on your plate. And sometimes people never eat it. But do those are like, that's like five to 10 vegetables on that plate, not even including what's in your food, which obviously Thai food, it is loaded with vegetables and herbs and stuff like that. So again, staying away from the processed stuff. Me, like some people are like, oh, do you need to buy salt? I'm like, I don't eat salt, okay? I, I, I'm not gonna put extra, no, no, thank you. You know, I put pepper, pepper's fantastic, but I'm not gonna put salt. Um, and in Thailand and in Myanmar, uh, one of the most dangerous things that they love to eat and just completely indulge themselves with is MSG, monosodium glutamate. Uh, out here in Thailand, they call it bom churot. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, you have no idea. If you look up what MSG and the bad side effects are to that on Google, there will be a list of 10 catastrophic side effects where it's that you have no idea how bad that is. So man, Suzanne, thank you so much, man. Again, people, um, I'm hoping, uh, with Suzanne, of course, um, she has Instagram see, you know, everything else she's getting things built right now. But again, hopefully her links are in the description by the time this comes out. But Suzanne, man, I want to just say thank you so much for coming on, man. That was phenomenal. I'm so glad we were able to just dive into a number of different things, let that free flow. And I hope everyone enjoyed this. So uh, thank you so much, Suzanne. Oh, thank you. That was an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. And so guys, with that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. If you guys liked it, share it. Make sure you share it. Tag me on IG stories, whether it's the Arsenio Buck Show or Arsenio's ESL podcast. Obviously, if you're following me on there, you'll be able to reach out to Susanna's stuff. And with that being said, man, thank you guys. Stay tuned for more Over and Out.